Week seven in the books. Six teams were on by with the apocalypse. Did you win? Did you lose? Did you survive? Welcome to the meeting. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker, and this is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. Join the meetings by following me on social media, all social medias, at Weisslicker. Be true to thyself, embrace your addiction, and earn your chip. Now, as I said before, in the opening, man, we had seven teams on, six teams on by for week seven, by apocalypse, and a bunch of teams got blown out, which contributed to us not doing as great on our ranking, on our start sits as we would like. However, we did still give you guys over 60%, and that's what we look to do each and every week. So this week, out of 145 possible start-sit options that we gave you, we gave you 93 of them correct. That is 64%. Chef's kiss, we're still doing a goddamn thing out here. Now, this week, we only have two teams on by this week, and those two teams that are going to see a buy is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. So your Lamar Jacksons, your Darren Wallers, your Derek Carrs, those guys are not going to be in your lineup this week. You also want to check on your waiver wire after the waiver wire post. You want to see who got dropped off of those two teams. See if you can pick them up. Maybe they'll be an intricate part of your roster moving forward. Now, as we do every Tuesday, we give you the touch of truth. We're going to give you the hits of the week. Those are the players that we told you to start or sit that we got correct. We'll give you a bad batch of the week. Those are our biggest misses. Players we told you to start or sit that, that panned out in a big way for you that we missed on. We're also going to give you our highs of the week. Those are the players that are your fantasy football players of the week. Then you'll get your lows of the week. Those are your fantasy football player bust of the week. Then we got the thanks for nothing performance. You helped nobody. And that's the performance from a fantasy player that, yeah, he balled out or he had a pretty good performance. But nobody had him in the starting lineup. Nobody even had him on their team. And this is one of those players that we're going to talk about. We also, at the end of it, we're going to talk about players that you need to worry about, whether or not you need to get these guys off your team, or if they're continuing the downslide, and we really need to get them off our team. Whether you need to trade them, get them off your team some type of way, whether it's dynasty or redraft. We're going to talk about all of that. Like I said, man, 64% last week. That was good for our hits. It was really good for our hits, man. Um, and we just want to continue doing that. We want to continue to be above 60%. That means that we're helping you. 
win fantasy football weeks, which in turn will lead you to the fantasy football playoffs, which in turn will lead you to what? Fantasy football championship. That's what we're all about here, man. We want to earn our chip. Earn your chip is the slogan of this podcast, and we want to continue with that. Uh, you know, we earning those chips, man. When you're earning those chips, you get those bragging rights. You get to talk bad to your friends. It's a beautiful thing. So our hits of the week, man, one of our top hits. Justin Fields. We told you to bench him. We told you that this wasn't a matchup for him. And we got that right, man. 1.1 fantasy points. That does nobody any good. And we didn't want that in your lineup. We are so glad that you didn't have that in your lineup and that you didn't have to worry about, you know, guy busting on you like that. So we were glad that that happened. But our biggest hit of the week, CJ Uzama, another one of our big hits, man. 24.1 fantasy points in PPR leagues, man. That's what you look for. That's what you look for from the tight end position. If you had him in your lineup, you had that positional advantage over your opponent. Unless your opponent had Kyle Pitts. I mean, you still, CJ Uzama finished as the number one tight end this week. Kyle Pitts was right behind him um, with 23.3 fantasy points. But if you had CJ Uzama, like we told you to, you'd have had that matchup. We did tell you that um, Darren Waller would have been a good matchup here for you. Um, however, he did miss the game. Um, Foster Monroe filled in for him, and that would have been a good play for you. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to update people in time enough for that because I wasn't really on social media this weekend. But Foster Monroe, 18 fantasy points in PPR. That was good, good that was a good matchup for you. One of our misses, we missed on uh, Zach Ertz. We did tell you to sit him in this particular matchup, being that it was his first week with the new team. But he did catch a long bomb touchdown. He gave you 16 fantasy points at the tight end position. One of our biggest misses, Dearness Johnson. We told you to sit him. He went out. On Thursday night, primetime game, gave you 24.8 fantasy points at PPR. He had the best rushing performance out of a Cleveland Browns running back. Just pure rushing performance in the last two seasons. Uh, 164 yards on the ground was the most that anybody has done since, I believe, Nick Chubb a couple of seasons ago. I think Nick Chubb had like 176 yards rushing or something like that. But that was a big miss. And Brandon Ayuk was another miss of ours. I thought this week was going to be his week. He had the bye week to get to get himself back into the good graces of Coach Shanahan. Coach Shanahan even came out and said this was his best week of practice. Thought maybe that would translate into more opportunity for him. It did not. He had one catch for, I believe, six yards. 1.9 fantasy points ain't going to work for us, man. And um, that's what it is. That's what it is. Brandon Ayuk is one of those players now, man, where if you have him in redraft rosters, 
if you have more redraft rosters, you can just go ahead and cut them, man. You can just go ahead and cut them. It's not getting any better for them. You know, it's not getting any better for the San Francisco 49ers in general. I don't know what to say about these guys. Like, their defense seems to be playing up to task, but their offense, they can't move the ball. They're turning it over. This is not what we come to expect from a San Francisco 49er offense under Kyle Shanahan. I think, he's, again, he believes that the system is better than, you know, the players. And I get it, man. He's made players work in his system for years upon years. But now's the time where you really got to start using these guys' talent. And he, I don't believe they're using his talent. They're using the talents of the players to the best of their abilities in the Shanahan offense. So, unfortunately, Brandon Ayuk is, again, one of those players that you can go ahead and drop. I know he had that magical rookie season. It was great. We all look forward to him building on that. Um, in dynasty leagues, dynasty rosters, you you can just hold on to him. There's no need to sell them now because you're selling them really low. Um, you know, I traded Josh Palmer for him. Josh Palmer and a second rounder for Brandon Ayuk at this particular point in time. So you can buy low on him. He's not going to, you know, pan out this year for the investment. But hopefully in years to come, because he's young, man. I think he's only 23 years old. The guy can do something for you in the later years. Uh, maybe a change of scenery might help him. Maybe, you know, he finally gets out of the doghouse and they start using him. But for right now, you can get rid of him. <coughs> the lows of the week, man. The bust. Biggest bust, man, we got to go with. Patrick Mahomes, one of the biggest busts of the week. Uh, 7.7 fantasy points. Only had 206 yards passing. 57% completion percentage. He didn't throw any touchdowns, man. Um, this was a game against the Tennessee Titans defense that their defense hasn't been great. I mean, they gave up, what, 31 points to the Bills. You know, they've been giving up points. And for them to completely shut the offense down of the Kansas City Chiefs was miraculous. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. This was a defense, again, the Tennessee Titans defense has been garbage for the past couple of weeks. The first six or seven weeks of the season, they have not been good. But they showed up against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. They shut Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs down in a matchup where I did not see that coming at all. Uh, it was a Offensively, it, it was a really good matchup for the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes did nothing with it. Other bust of the week, man, one of our lows of the week, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, man. He had a prime matchup, primo matchup against the rush defense of the Miami Dolphins. Dude had four carries for 10 yards 
one fantasy point. One. One fantasy point. Now, in group chat, one of my listeners and friends here, Jason, asked me, well, he, he didn't ask me. He said, I think it's time for you to get Mike Davis off your roster. This is the first time that Mike Davis has busted in our model. This is the first time he's been under 10 fantasy points. So with that, I can't say that it's time to just dump him. I understand he didn't get the yards. He didn't get the carries this week. I get that. Did he comp- But is he going to completely lose his position? I don't think he's going to completely lose his position. And the reason being is because Cordero Patterson also plays the wide receiver position. Now it could be that they're going to move Cordero Patterson to strictly being the running back, being that they have Russell Gage back. That's something we're going to have to look into. That's something that we are going to have to monitor. And that could be the case. And it could be that we might have to dump Mike Davis. But being that he's only busted one time in our model in seven weeks, well, six weeks because they had a bye, in six weeks, we're going to pump the brakes. We're not going to go ahead and just release him yet. We may look, you know, if we got dynasty leagues, we may look for a trade partner. If we're in redraft leagues, we may even look for a trade partner, see if we can get something else out of it. But for right now, we don't want to just dump him. He is a starting running back. We want to hold on to as many starting running backs as we can, being that we we continuously see injuries from their running back position, i.e. we just saw Miles Sanders go down with the ankle sprain. We don't know how long he's going to be out. You know, you still have David Montgomery on the men. You still got, have Chris Carson on the men. You still have uh, Christian McCaffrey. So you still have multiple running backs that are out that we may need to keep this starting running back on our team just to see what happens here. Now, again, it may be a situation where Cordell Patterson takes over the primary running back position with Russell Gage being back in the lineup, but we have to wait. We'll check out what happens next week, and then we'll make our decision from there. But our highs of the week, our fantasy football players of the week, one, we're going to go with Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. The man had 25.3 fantasy points. He had 14 carries. For 106 yards. That's 7 yards a carry. Against a rush defense. Who had not done that. Who had not given up 150 yards. And they still haven't given up 150 yards. But the amount of yards per carry that he was getting. Exceeded any running back. That has went up against the New York Jets. So far this season, including the great King Henry, Derrick Henry, including him. So that's our fantasy football performance of the week. And then our next one, highs of the week, Jamar Chase, over 200 yards receiving. 
34.1 fantasy points and a touchdown. This man is doing exactly what people thought he was going to do when he came in the league. He is the best of the rookie wide receivers right now. He is proving that week in and week out. He's constantly getting open, constantly making plays. One of the plays that he made was a long touchdown reception. The touchdown reception was was a short one, but he put people in a blender. Man, did a spin move, spun out of a tackle, and just went off, man. Off to the races for him. This is what what you expected from Jamar Chase when he was coming out of college. We expected him to be great, and so far he is showing that he is great. He is on pace to shatter the rookie receiving record that was held by a former teammate of his, Justin Jefferson. So continue to look out for him, man. He's constantly being a a great player, but I want to talk about another great player that's been been killing it over the past couple of weeks, over the past seven weeks of the season, actually, and that is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has only had one game where he didn't exceed uh, 15 fantasy points, I believe. Let me make sure. I just want to fact check that real quick. But Cooper Cup, man, Cooper Cup, so far, he has been playing amazing football. He is right now, I'm going to say, man, this kid is the fantasy football MVP right now, man. He is doing what he has to do for fantasy for fantasy owners this year. And if you have Cooper Cup on your on your roster, you are loving it, man. You never have to take this guy out. You put him in your lineup, and he's doing the job for you. He's doing the job for you. And you got him well after some of the big-name guys, you know, the, the DK Metcalfs, the A.J. Browns, all of those guys, you got him after them, and he has delivered. Only one game, and that was the Arizona game that he had under 15 fantasy points. And actually, he's had 30 or more fantasy points in four of the seven games, man. 23 in one, and then 16 in the other. So... He has been doing the job for you. He's been getting busy. Uh, so I just wanted to highlight that. And, and, again, that's not because I'm a Rams fan. It's just I believe he is one of the best receivers in the league. And he's proven it with his fantasy performances. Now, the Thanks for Nothing Award. The Thanks for Nothing. You helped nobody. Performance of the week. J.J. Taylor, running back for the New England Patriots. You helped nobody. You got 15.6 fantasy points, nine carries off 21 21 yards off nine carries, and two tutties, two TDs for this man. But you helped nobody because nobody had you on their roster. Nobody expected the blowout that you guys put on. The Jets, well, maybe people did expect the blowout that you put on the Jets. But nobody expected you 
to come out here and put up 15 and a half fantasy points. But congratulations on the performance. Thanks for nothing. Players you need to be worried about, man. Players you need to be worried about. Players that have have not done the their due diligence over the past few weeks. And we got to worry about them. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, the offense, the team in general has not looked the same since Christian McCaffrey has gone down. They have lost the last four games. He even got pulled from the game. P.J. Walker had to finish off the game. However, coach came out and said, yo, he's still our starter. He's the guy. Of course he's the guy. You traded for him. You ain't got no choice but to make him the guy. He's got to be your guy. What are you going to do? You going to start P.J. Walker over this guy? Get the fuck out of here, man. We know you got to play him. We know you got to start him. But Sam Darnold is one of those players that we got to look at, man, and we got to start to think, you know, are we gonna get? Are we gonna get rid of him? When we told you to pick him up, we told you to pick him up in week two. He played week three, week four. He still did. He did pretty decent. But the last couple of games that he has played, he has played horribly. Turnovers upon turnovers, you know, and and he's not getting us the threshold that we need from a quarterback in fantasy football. We don't play fantasy football with our heart, man. We got no sentimental value to these motherfuckers. You got to get rid of a dude that's not doing the job. And he's not doing the job. You got to get rid of him. In dynasty, in in redraft leagues, you got to get rid of him. Stream another quarterback. There's plenty of quarterbacks on redraft that should be down there if you're in one quarterback leagues. If you're in a super flex league, hey, man, you're just going to have to deal with it. You got to bite the bullet. And you may have to find a trade partner for him. If you're in a dynasty league, right now he's just a hold, man. You're going to have to bench him. But right now he's just a hold because you can't trade him because nobody's going to want him. Nobody wants him because he's playing like shit. Nobody wants him. Another one of those guys that may be time to get rid of, man, in redraft leagues, I'm going to say it may be time to get rid of him. If you hear news, that Andy Dalton is cleared to play. Justin Fields is a drop immediately in redraft leagues. He's not been doing the job. He's been playing like shit. Their offense looks horrible without uh, David Montgomery in the lineup. They look horrible. Yes, I get it. Khalil Herbert is doing great. He came out. He played a tremendous game. That's what they say. He played a tremendous game against the Bucks. Man, we don't care. They were getting blown the fuck out. Blown out. Blown out. They had no choice but to let him run the fucking football. Because they couldn't throw the ball. Every time they drive back to throw the ball, Justin Fields had a... Bucks defender in his lap. We don't care that Khalil Herbert put up 100 yards on the Bucks. I think his second run of the game, he had 30 yards. His second run of the game, he ripped 30 yards off. But after that, he missed the block in pass protection and caused uh, Justin Fields to get sacked. Then they took him out 
Well, they didn't take him out. He was still in there, but he was supposed to run a route to be the hot. And he ran that shit lackadaisical. Justin Fields rolls out and throws a fucking pick. Like, I'm not buying the hyperbole that Khalil Herbert is the answer. When David Montgomery come back, I don't see David Montgomery losing any of his work to Khalil Herbert. Yes, Khalil Herbert has been doing very good since he's been in there. But in pass protection, he is complete garbage. Like, he, he cannot do it at all. And the Bucks show that as well as the team that they played last week before that. I mean, Justin Fields is not getting the job done, and he's not getting the job done because, one, he doesn't have time, and, two, maybe he just sucks. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I can't – I don't want to say the guy sucks, but I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about this guy. I, I feel like he should be doing more. When the plays break down, I feel like, yo, you got the speed, you got the legs, make something happen, but he's not making anything happen. So as soon as you get word that Andy Dalton is back in redraft leagues, you can go ahead and drop this guy. In dynasty leagues, you're going to have to hold him. Hopefully there's somebody in your league that thinks he's going to bounce back. He's going to be great. And maybe you can use his name value and the fact that he is a rushing, and I use air quotes because he doesn't really take off and run, but he is a rushing, he has the speed to be a rushing quarterback is what I'll say. He has the speed to be a rushing quarterback. Maybe you can get somebody to buy into it and get you some good assets for him. We talked about Mike Davis earlier. Again, the reason why I put him here is because I was, again, one of my friends and listeners, Jason, came to me and said, hey, man, I think you need to get him off your team. I'm putting him here but because, again, we want to monitor the situation. But I don't think we want to just get rid of the guy. He's a starting running back. No, he is not giving us big blow-up games. He hasn't given us a 20-point game yet, but he's consistently gave us 10-plus fantasy points every week except this past week where he busted. So we're going to look out for him. Another player we need to be worried about, and the reason why we need to be worried about him is not due to just his performance for fantasy football is due to the fact that he is injured and he is still playing through these injuries and he's been playing through these injuries the entire time. This guy has not been healthy yet. I would love to see him at 100%. I'd love to see him when he's fully healthy. He wasn't healthy last year. He's not healthy this year. And that's Antonio Gibson. I really want to see what this kid can do when he is 100% healthy. He has not been healthy all year long. And we need to be worried about him. In redraft leagues, you definitely need to be worried about him because he constantly keeps coming out here giving you less than 10 fantasy points, and that is not helping your roster. It's not helping your roster. But it's, it's, it's kind of hard 
to get rid of a guy because you want him to do great. You want him to be better. But then he's injured as well, so it's hard for you to be able to trade him to somebody in redraft leagues. In dynasty leagues, he's probably easier to trade because people are like, oh, he's just injured this year. If you want to get rid of him, of course I'll buy him. I have been approached several times to trade away Antonio Gibson in my dynasty leagues, and I have not pulled the trigger on it yet. I do not believe that I would be trading this guy away unless I'm getting something of significant value in return. Um, I believe one of the the trades that I that I was offered included it was a package deal, but it was packages on both sides. So it was multiple players on both sides, and the best running back that was coming back was going to be. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, which J.K. Dobbins is not a bad back, but in my estimation and in my opinion, because Antonio Gibson is more of that dual threat, uh, in my opinion, I think Antonio Gibson has a little bit more value than J.K. Dobbins. I was going to be without a running back this entire year. Didn't want to do that. I'm still wanting to compete, you know, and that's one thing that I could say that I don't do that other people do. I still want to compete. I'm not a tanker. I don't tank. I don't do any of that. I put out the best lineup that I possibly could put out on the field on fantasy purposes. I put that out each and every week, whether I win, whether I lose, whether I'm five and one or if I'm six and oh, I still want to put the best possible lineup on the field. And that's just my, my, my way of doing things. I understand that some people, they say, well, if you're not competing for the championship, you might as well tank. I'm not that type of person. I still want to make savvy moves. I still want to do those type of things in order to improve my roster. Yes, in one league, I'm, I think I'm one in, I just lost this week as well. So I think I'm one in six. I'm going to be one in six. I'm without, David Montgomery, I'm without Christian McCaffrey. Um, Zach Wilson just got hurt. You know, I, I had Cam Akers get injured at the beginning of the year as well. So all of these players are, are, are injured. And a guy comes to me and is like, hey, man, let me get, you know. Oh, I also got Travis Kelsey on the team who hasn't been. He's been okay, but he hasn't been the greatest like, oh, let me get one of those. And I got Stefan Diggs. So I got a pretty solid team. It's just injuries just fucked me up, right? So he's like, yeah, man, you can build for next year. I'm like, what do you mean build for next year? It's like, yeah, man, you know, you trade me one of those guys, Stefan Diggs, uh, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, or Stefan Diggs. You know, Stefan Diggs, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, or Travis Kelsey. You trade me one of those guys, man. I'm trying to win this year because he's got like a, you know, he was five and two record. Like, yeah, man, you know, and, and you could build for next year. Why the fuck do I need to build for next year when I got the players right here? That's for next year. I already got them. Like, <laughs> I already got it. David Montgomery is what, 24? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Christian McCaffrey's 25. You know, Stefan Diggs about to be 28, you know. Travis Kelsey, if give him one more year, 33 years old, I give him one more year. Like, 
Plus, I got Cam Akers on the on the pub list. Like, I got plenty of players here, man. I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm pretty solid for next year. I'm not gonna just give you my players and then I gotta see these motherfuckers next year. I gotta I gotta try to replace them and then see them next year. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll finish out the year. Probably get a high draft pick because I'm because my team is injured and every and everything's bad. I'm one in six. Take that, you know, get that high draft pick, bring in some other players, maybe even trade that high draft pick away to get in some other assets. And I'm right back in the game next year. I'm not scrambling, trying to keep rebuilding year after year after year. That's not the thing that you want to do. I say, even if you are in a situation where you're losing, as long as you have a solid core to your team in Dynasty, do not blow up your team just to acquire 50 million picks. Because you're still in a situation where you have to wait and see. I'm in a league now with a guy who had... He had like six first-round picks this past season. A couple of second-rounders. He was able to... Matter of fact, I think he had the first six picks in the draft because he blew up his team. He had the first six picks in the draft. Travis Etienne got hurt. Justin Fields not panning out. Uh, Trey Lance still not starting, you know. Uh, Trevor Lawrence not playing that great. Zach Wilson not playing that great. Uh, you know, the only hit that you got, Jamar Chase and uh, Najee Harris. Those are the only hits that you have. Javante Williams, mediocre performances so far. Michael Carter, up and down performances so far. All the players that you drafted in the first round haven't done much for you. Devontae Smith, up and down performances. Jalen Waddle, up and down performances. The only two hits that you've had in this year's rookie draft has been Najee Harris and Jamar Chase. But we want to be worried about Antonio Gibson. Um... You still want to, and when I say you want to worry, you're worried about him. I'm saying that you need to go out and you need to acquire another running back to help solidify that in case this guy goes down. He has been playing with this injury the entire year. It's not getting better the more he plays on it. It's getting worse the more he plays on it. This week, he was out snapped. He might have to get shut down. Maybe they're just waiting for the bye week to to give him some rest. But I don't think this is an injury. Excuse me. That just one week is going to get it for him. Maybe they're going to play him this week. They do have the bye week in week nine. So maybe they're just going to try to see if they can get him through this week. And hopefully the rest for week nine, gets him through so that he can come back strong week 10. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. But for right now, we do have to worry about this guy. We have to look out for him. 
We also want to look out for Tyler Lockett, man. We're worried about him. Tyler Lockett is not the same receiver with Russell Wilson not in the lineup, man. And it's unfortunate. Yes, in this past this past week, he caught two receptions. Um, he didn't do much. But with Geno in the lineup, Tyler Lockett is pretty much null and void, actually. I mean, and... and it's unfortunate, but we have to worry about him. We have to see what we can do for him, um, what we can get out of him in Dynasty and Redraft Leagues. We want to see what we can get out of him. You definitely want to see what you can get out of him in Dynasty Leagues. He's 29 years old. Uh, yes, with him and Russell together, they are spectacular. He could give you some big blow-up games, and maybe you want to use that as leverage to get him off your team and get you a, a more consistent asset. But in redraft leagues, you want to try to get something out of him immediately or you're just going to be holding on to him, waiting for Russell to come back. Maybe he does the job for you in the fantasy football playoffs if you're able to make it there. Um, I mean, we didn't spend high draft capital on Tyler Lockett, but we still want to be worried about him. And another player that I think it's finally time in redraft leagues to go ahead and, uh, you know, if if Andy Dalton plays, if Andy Dalton plays, we may want to see what we got with them. Um, but in redraft leagues, in dynasty leagues, you might want to see what you got with Allen Robinson. Um, you know, hope if he has one one good game if Andy Dalton comes back and he has one good game, maybe you can move him in redraft leagues. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what to do with this guy. I mean, I a name like his, you don't really want to drop him. But I think you're going to, if you can find a sucker to trade him, <laughs> like to trade him off, man, do that. If you can get somebody a little more consistent, um, you know, that with lesser name value, if you can, if you can trade them off and get Marquise Brown or, or Michael Pittman, you know, do that. If you could even package it and be like, Hey, let me get, you know, Khalif Raymond and, uh, running back, running back. Let's see. Khalif Raymond or, You know, if you can sneak Khalif Raymond and, and Miles Gaskin or or Elijah Mitchell or Michael Carter, you know, you try to do that. But, damn, you got to get this guy off your team if you're in redraft leagues, man. You know, um, big performances at the tight end position. Again, we talked about C.J. Uzama, the number one tight end this week, uh, Cal Pitts. Gave you 23 fantasy points. Um, Mike Giseki. Mike, is it Giseki or Giseki? I don't know what his name is. I really don't know what his name is. But the tight end for the Miami Dolphins played pretty well. Um, who else we got here? Foster Monroe, 18 fantasy points. 
Uh, Zach Ertz gave you 16. Robert Tunyon finally showed up. Uh, Travis Kelsey gave you 13 fantasy points. Not the performance that we were looking for from him, especially in a game against the Titans, but it is what it is. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 10 fantasy points. Mo Cox, 11 fantasy points. He had three receptions and a touchdown. Ricky Seals-Jones for the Washington football team, 11 fantasy points. Uh, some of the, the guys that really didn't do the job for us like we wanted them to, uh, John o. Smith left early with an injury. Um, Noah Fant, only 8.9 fantasy points. Yes, he reached our threshold, but we expect more out of him. Mark Andrews, uh, 7.8 fantasy points. We expect more out of him. You know, David Njoku, after the big performances that he, after the big performance he had, 3.8 fantasy points. Told you guys that he wasn't going to be consistent with that. OJ Howard, 1.9 fantasy points. Again, Told you guys that he wasn't going to be consistent with that as well. Uh, so those are bust performances. You know, it sucks, man. It sucks when those guys give you bust performances because you're looking for them to, to be better. You're looking for them to be better. Uh, wide receivers, man. Big performances for Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. Big performance for Mike Evans, even though he gave away the 600th TD pass ball. <laughs> To one of the fans, they had to go in the stands and they had to get the ball back from the fan. The fan was a good sport. He did give the ball back, um, even though the projected value of that ball was half a million dollars. That's what they said. <laughs> you know, Michael Pittman Jr. had a pretty good game. Uh, 20 fantasy points. 27.3 fantasy points from A.J. Brown. This is what we've been looking for from him. Khalif Raymond. We talked about him as far as one of your trade targets. If you were trading away uh, Allen Robinson, he's 17.6 fantasy points. He is very much involved in this offense, uh, like what he's doing. Allen Lazard had a pretty good game, 17 fantasy points. Russell Gage, uh, 16.7 fantasy points. Kendrick Bourne um, and Dante Pettis from the – New York Giants, 15 fantasy points. Uh, bust of the week, man. Uh, players that we thought were going to ball out that didn't. Um, Henry Ruggs, 7.1 fantasy points. Him and Brandon Cooks. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 7.9 fantasy points. Darnell Mooney busting again on us, uh, 5.9 fantasy points. Julio Jones, 5.8 fantasy points, even though I believe did he was playing with the injury? He was playing on the hamstring injury. Uh, Miko Hartman, we thought you were gonna do some things for us. You did not. Four point eight fantasy points. <sighs> Sucks. Zach Pascal, we thought you were gonna come back and do some more stuff from us. Four point four fantasy points. Odell Beckham playing with the injury. Four point three fantasy points. Robbie Anderson busted on us again. Four point four fantasy points. I mean. And, of course, Allen Robinson, 3.6 fantasy points. Like I said, man, you got to try to get this guy off your roster. Brandon Ayuk, 1.9 fantasy points. Bad performances from those guys. Uh, Big performances at the running back position. Nope. DeAndre Swift, Damian Harris, you know, Dearness Johnson. We talked about those guys playing playing big for you. Uh, Bust of the week. You know, Chuba Hubbard, 9.6 fantasy points. We expected more out of you. Uh, 
Daryl Henderson, 9.4 fantasy points. We definitely expected more out of you against the Detroit Lions. But Detroit was playing uh, like they were afraid that if the Rams touched the ball, it was going to be a hell of a blowout. They were trick plays upon trick plays upon trick plays, man. Uh, They fake punts, you know, onside kicks early in the first quarter, 12 minutes in the first quarter, onside kick. You're like, what the fuck is going on out here? But they they really wanted to keep the ball away from the Rams, and, and they jumped out to a 13-3 lead because of it. And but Daryl Henderson, we expected more out of you. Uh, Aaron Jones, 8.9 fantasy points. I mean, we expected more out of him, but it was a blowout. You know, it was what it was. Uh, Daryl Williams, eight fantasy points. Antonio Gibson, 7.6 fantasy points. We expected more out of you. We expected a lot more out of you. Miles Sanders, again, he got injured. So 3.7 fantasy points. That's a bust for us. We expected, again, more out of him. You know, so. Alvin Kamara had a pretty good game as well. Uh, So, we we really didn't talk too much about the Monday night players. Uh, my apologies for that. But, you know, we didn't talk too much about those guys because, you know, it, it had just happened. But there were good performances from Alvin Kamara. Uh, as we told you guys, Traquan Smith returned to the lineup. He didn't play very well. He was missing. He was messing up on some routes. Him and Jameis Winston got into a little bit there. Um, but hopefully he'll be able to to get back into the swing uh, as we progress through the weeks. DK Metcalf, 17.6 fantasy points. All of it came off one reception, which was an 84-yarder. Uh, he caught that and deep shot, but that was the only pass he caught. Alvin Kamara gave us 33.9 fantasy points, making him the number one running back in fantasy for the week. And that's what you that's what you want to see out of this guy, man. And 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 to be honest with you, he he has transitioned into a ball carrying back. Um, I mean. To be honest, him running against the Seattle defense this week was he averaged 2.6 yards a carry against those guys. It was horrible. But he went back to doing what he does, 10 receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown. That's what you want out of Alvin Kamara, man. That's what you look for out of Alvin Kamara. That's why he can easily be the number one back in fantasy, if he continues to do that. And that's what we wanted to see out of him. Um, Miles Gaskins redeemed himself, uh, and it could have been just due to the injury of Malcolm Brown, but he did redeem himself with 17 fantasy points. Uh, that's a good good play for him. Uh, like I said, Chuba Hubbard, Darrell Anderson, those guys didn't do the job that we thought they were going to do. Um, and, of course, Damian Williams, 
I believe he's basically lost his backup role, starting roles, while David Montgomery is out to Khalil, to Khalil Herbert. So, another bust of the week for us. And over on the quarterbacks, man, uh, great performance from Tua Tungavaloa. As far as fantasy is concerned, Matthew Stafford, great performance. Joe Burrow, great performance. Uh, all of those guys, 27 fantasy points. 24 fantasy points from Aaron Rodgers, great performance. But best performances for us in with the – with the quarterbacks, we talked about Justin Fields. We talked about Patrick Mahomes, Sam Darnold, uh, Davis Mills still playing horribly, uh, as well as Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be out for two to four weeks with a, with a knee injury. So the Jets went and traded for Joe Flacco. Uh, do I believe Joe Flacco is going to start next week? Probably not. They're probably going to roll with Mike, Mike White. Um, but – you know, they'll get Joe Flacco up to speed, and he's going to be the starting quarterback at some point for the uh, Jets until Zach Wilson is able to get back on the field. You know, I will be back with you guys on Thursday with the Start Sits episode. Hopefully, we'll be able to stay above that 60%. We do the research. That is dedication, preparation, and reflection. Those are the three pillars of what we do here at Fantasy AA. We appreciate you guys listening to us as always. I will be back with you again, like I said, on Thursday with the Star City episodes. And, and tune in to the Two Cents and Nonsense podcast where we do the predictions for each matchup. And we give you our bold, a bold prediction of ours. My bold prediction last week was that the Titans would beat the Chiefs. I also thought that uh, Derrick Henry was going to have 150 rushing yards. That did not come true with the 150 rushing yards, but the Tennessee Titans did beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction and earn your chip. I'll see you guys on the next one. I'm out.